Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Drunk Women are live and unleashed on the 29th of May and the 4th of July at the Pleasance Theatre in London. Announced guests are Lizzie Roper, Ulrika Johnson, Rebecca Root and Jade Adams. Go to pleasance.co.uk for tickets. And the Drunk Women will be downing Prosecco at this year's Edinburgh Fringe. You can see them from the 3rd to the 11th of August inclusive 7.20pm at the Underbelly Bristow Square. Tickets are now on sale at Underbelly edinburgh.co.uk Drunk women solving crime Drunk women solving Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Okay, so there was a scrap of paper and it said two words on it. Any guesses? Fuck you. <laughs> No one wants to admit they banged a dead man. <laughs> sort of depends when he died, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, he's dead. Did you bang him? Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Did you bang him to death, madam? Woman. Yeah, but we all say that about our parents. <laughs> <laughs> I d- hate you. You're a Russian spy. <laughs> now it's time. 
Well, hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by the stand-up comedian, writer and actor, Jen Brister. Guys, stop. Oh, you have stopped. (laughs) Just before we crack on, I just want to say, because we've discussed this, and just follow us on Twitter, basically, please, uh, people that are listening. (laughs) I didn't mean to sound so aggressive. Um, But, you know, we'll retweet retweet praise. We'll talk to you on there. Like, we're lonely. Just (laughs) give us a review, five stars. Yeah. Now, in fact, switch this off and review five stars. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow, yeah, carry on. My dad's just very professional. Uh, so, um, Jen, please tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, I, look, yes. <laughs> uh, haven't we all? Mm, the yes. obligatory, look, I've listened to a few of these, so the obligatory penis. <laughs> what is that about? I didn't, I was like, there's not many of, oh, we've all had it. Yeah. We've all had a dick in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've had the obligatory, uh, and several of those, actually. Oh, wow. So, several penises. Um you know, um, never. I've never sort of asked for it, no, but they've, they've unasked for penises. So, but so rarely what? asked for. <laughs> Very rarely asked for, aren't mm. they? Well, certainly not on the underground. Um, <laughs> Mm. Uh, this the story that I've got is I don't know it's they need a badge f- for that don't they like no penises please you know yeah it's, it's that like what's well, like the pregnant women have got yes. the baby on board I've yeah had one no yeah. dicks please <laughs> I've had six today no dicks yeah. please yeah I mean I've got that on I wear that full time <laughs> that's my full time badge um, so yeah I have but it's it's not it's not it's quite it's quite horrible it's quite a horrible thing okay. that happened but we'll try and make it fun okay <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we can use our decorum and sensitivity. Yeah. Look, it's a happy ending. How about I say okay, now? Okay, Great. very happy ending. Okay, no, so that there's no like. Oh my God, what happened? Well, I'm, actually, well, I'm alive. Everyone's alive. So, yeah. okay. basically, what happened was this was about 14 years ago. Set okay. the scene. 14 <laughs> years ago, and I was with um, my ex-girlfriend my, at the time, and we had been to a friend's I don't know party birthday in Shoreditch. Fun times. <laughs> and um, this is when I lived in Tooting in South London. Oh yeah. And uh, we got completely trolleyed, mm. as you do. But my ex, who doesn't drink, got hammered. Like oh. so she couldn't actually walk. Oh, and gosh. this was before the whole introduction of the, you know, the mayor introduction, where, you know, minicab drivers had to have that sort oh, of sticker to say checking. that they were like, yeah. you know, legit. So basically, a mate of mine, he flagged down a taxi. My mate was my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend was absolutely hammered, and he said, "Look, I'll, I, I prepaid it." to get you to two things. So wow. you just sit there, get home, be safe. I said, thank you, we're in the cab. Anyway, my ex starts to like dry retch. Oh. And I was like, okay, so this is bad. I said, listen, can you stop the car? Cause she's going to be sick. And he said, I'm not stopping the car. And I said, well, look, just stop it. And he said, she better not be sick in my cab. And I said, she's not gonna be sick in your cab. Just, you know, um, stop the car. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that what was it. So then she got out. She was sick. And I said, and then I said, she's fine now. And I said, <laughs> and I said, so you can take us. And he said, um, no, I'm not taking you. You can get out oh. here. Uh. And I said, well, we're not getting out here. We paid. Yeah. yeah. And also I was really poor at the time. I had no money. And where are you? We didn't you know where we were. Oh and also God. like my, my, she couldn't, my girlfriend couldn't walk. And also what about thank you for not getting sick in the cab? Yeah. You like saved his cab. Dude, I could have taken a shit in the cab, but I didn't, please. <laughs> so um, anyway, in my head I was like, you know, being this bullshit leather. And I was like, yeah, you can take us home, man. And he's like, fine. So we get in the cab and then we're driving. And then um, he starts to get really angry. And uh, he says, uh, 
she's going to be sick. She's going to be sick. I said, she's not going to be sick. I said, just take us home and stop. I said, we've we paid you. Mm. Stop being a dick and just take us home. And then he closed the doors. Ooh. He locked the doors and oh he said, I'm going to take you somewhere and <gasps> I'm going to teach you a lesson. Oh my fucking, fucking God. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I said, "What do you mean? You're not going to teach me a lesson." I said, "Just," I said, "Stop the cab and let's get out." And he went, "No, no, no! You're, you're, you don't talk to me like that. I'm going to teach you a lesson." Oh and so God, I was like, "Okay." Chilling. I sobered up really quick, and I was like, yeah. "Right, okay. What, what, what do I do here?" And uh, so what I did was, <laughs> I undid my uh, uh, seatbelt and I sort of lifted up my legs and I put my legs next to his head, and I said. If you don't stop the cab, I'm going to kick you in the back of the head. Oh, my God. And he said, you wouldn't dare because if you kick me, I'll have an accident. I said, I couldn't give a fuck, mate. I said, not only, I said, if you're going to teach me a lesson, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And not only, only, I I said, I'm prepared to have the accident to watch you, you know, crash straight into it. And he said, he said, right, you fucking this bitch, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I tell you the adrenaline. I thought, oh, my God, I am, I am going to throw up. Um, (laughs) In the car. I said, she wouldn't be sick well <laughs> I never said I wouldn't be sick funny thing <laughs> so he stops the cab so we get up I managed to drag my girlfriend out who's now unconscious oh, she's lying on the God. floor and then he comes up to me and he goes to punch me <gasps> in the face the adrenaline is so um uh the, the adrenaline is like really pumping through my body so I duck he completely misses oh, and um then he grabs hold of me and I've got this shirt it's like it's like a check shirt and if it has poppers so he basically rips the shirt open oh, so I'm just there God. my tits are out and I'm wearing a bra but you know Whoa. um so and then I go and I push him with all of the adrenaline and all yeah. of my anger because yeah. I'm so angry as like, how dare you and he goes absolutely because fl- he was not a big guy and he went flying wow. and then he gets up runs to go at me and then this guy appears out of wow. absolutely nowhere he grabs hold of this guy and uh he chucks him to one side and he comes up to me and he goes right i saw what happened Do you want me to report him wow. and i was like and i and i don't know why i said this i said he goes i've got his i've got his um driver's license wow. and i was like Do you know what no 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 don't worry about it i just want to i want to go home i just want to go home yeah and uh, so he hailed me down a black cab Uh, and then um, he stayed with us but like we didn't have to wait long we got into a black cab and then we went home and uh, and and I I just remember that we were just outside the Vauxhall Tavern and it was just a load of gay guys who just came out But but it was fine. And the next day, I said to my I said to my you don't do you remember what happened? She went had absolutely no recollection oh, of what wow. happened. But um, you saved her life. I know it was, it was the end. It's the happiest ending. <laughs> but yeah, I still think about that. I think yeah, that's fucking chilling. That is, that is intense. I that literally nearly. But but I, I always think that if you're in a situation where you go, I've got no options. Yeah. Find yeah. the option that you think okay. I mean, sometimes you have no options, actually. But there I felt like I had one and I sort of went, fuck yeah. it, if I'm going to... Fight or flight. Fight or, yeah. It's so chilling Fight. because what the hell was going to happen? Yeah. Like, I, it's just it's awful. so dark. It's awful. Ooh. Also, it's so typical that, like, a man swooped in and you're like, you know, I got this. I just... <laughs> yeah, I don't I know just, if you saw I it. Actually, yeah. kinda, <laughs> I just flung him, like, 30 meters. But. To be fair, I was, I was like, still, just if you could just get rid of him, he's a real creep. Um, oh, Jesus. Give me advice to women who are locked in a car with a man that they don't want to. Just threaten to kill him and uh, see what happens. Kick him in the head. That so is a smart. top tip for so our smart. listeners. 
Yeah, I think so. Like, what? Like, I can't think of a better thing to have done in that situation. Just well, don't... either you're there or you just wait until he takes you to wherever he's taking you and hope for the best. Yeah. So I was like, I can't wait for wherever we're going to end up and hope that there isn't somebody no. else there. Because Fuck. I thought, this guy's not that strong, so maybe I could take him. And then I thought, well, even small guys are pretty strong so I was like yeah. what if he takes me somewhere and there's another guy what am I going to yeah. do with him I don't know where we're going at yeah. least I know that if, if we Ugh. have a car accident she's got a seatbelt on I, I've, yeah. I can put my seatbelt on you know we'll see yeah. there's something about you knowing that like the you didn't know what was going to happen but knowing that that was going to be worse than possibly crashing yeah. a car that's, yeah, fuck yeah me. that's yeah. both oh. the most amazing moment that you could make that choice but also like that's how frightening that was that mm. you're like I'd, I'll take my chances that you'll crash this car right yeah. now yeah and but I also just thought like I, I felt like this guy uh, he doesn't like the fact that there's two gay women in the back of the car Ooh. he's taken umbrage that I've I've refused to get out of his cab right. and I kind of thought I think he's bluffing as well but I, did, I mean I'm not saying you want but I, I just felt risk. like whatever happens this is your livelihood this is your cab you don't want to crash your cab yeah you don't want to crash your right. cab yeah. you know yeah. and so your worst case scenario we get chucked out in the middle of London and I find a, I'll find a way for us to get home yeah uh, but we're, I just didn't want to end up wherever he was taking us yeah. I just had yeah. to feel like I had to take some control back even being like yeah. fucked up enough to make that threat makes you frightened of that I mean, man I mean, but like, yeah. even if he was bluffing you don't fucking it's locking sick. the doors it's like, after locking really? the doors I was like Oh my fucking God. And I genuinely thought in that moment, and this is genuinely what I thought, oh, what would my mum do in this situation? <laughs> and I thought my mum would fucking kill him. So <laughs> I'm going to kick this cunt in the back of the head. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I like because this is an audio medium. You can, the listeners can't see that we spent most of that story clutching our cheeks <laughs> with our hands, going, "What happened next?" Oh man! But so, happy ending. So I mean, obviously, yeah, I wouldn't have told yeah. her otherwise. It would have been grim. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you thought of your mum, and that feels like a nice Mother's Day card. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mum. I found her up, and she went, yeah, "Good, good." I tell you, always have a hairpin in the back of the head. A hairpin in the back of the head. She used to give me this. My mum used to make me carry it. I never used to take it with me because I thought, I'll get done for a sort. But she bought me like this hairpin. It was like absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how long it was. I mean, like, you know, like fucking 10 inches like long. Like a weapon. And then it was oh, like an actual amazing. weapon. And she had, a, she had like a little plastic sheath for it. <laughs> and she'd like, take this yin- with your yinny fetty for any man you got. And ba, 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 ba. You know. <gasps> my mum's a, she's an animal. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I love her. You can, you can still be stylish even if you have a murder weapon. Yeah. I don't own a hat, mum. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just tell him he's for a brooch. I went, for fuck's sake, no one has a brooch. That's <laughs> like 10 inches wide. What are you talking about? Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. Oh, we are all so oh, flushed oh, with emotions. I know. I know. I thought it was the booze, but it's genuinely like that yeah. terrifying story. <laughs> we sometimes um, ask um, on this podcast, we ask if you could see that person now, what would you say to them if they were literally in front of I'd you? I'd get that hairpin out and just like... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, on that note, cheers. Here's two Jen kicking ass. Cheers. You solved a crime. Yes. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. So, what we do now is we move on to a true crime story. So, um, I'd like to thank our listener, Adam Mitchell, who suggested this case, which is just... Oh. Absolutely crazy. This is the mystery of the Somerton Man. Uh, And there's a lot going on in this case. Uh, We've got a beach, we've got an unidentified body, and an unbreakable code. Oh, I love everything about this (laughs) body. 
<laughs> so a man was found dead on a beach um, and he was in peak physical condition, apart from being dead, uh, wearing smart trousers <laughs> and a shirt and tie, but police couldn't ID him. He had no papers on him at all, no wallet, and the labels had all been removed from his clothes. Immediately, what do you think is going on? What, what, what year is this? Is well, it relevant? It is relevant because this is one of my questions. Um, so do you want to... Sorry, he's dead. He's, he's in dead. a full suit. Yeah. With no tags. On the beach. Yeah. With tags taken out of his clothes. Yeah. So presumably, if it said Marks and Spencers, that would help identify him. Like he's trying to hide where he's bought his suit from. Or someone or is. Someone's. And he's got no idea. Obviously. No, no idea, idea at all. Nothing. He's right. probably ashamed that he bought a suit from The Gap. And it's fine. Like <laughs> yeah. lots of people do oh, it. Yeah, he wants to try and. You can yeah. buy suits in The Gap. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I would love to see that. Yeah, it's, a, it's sort of a ter- toweling. And uh, yeah, it's got like a bunny tie. And uh, this is how I roll. Hey, Paul, um, nice denim suit. Thanks. Yeah. Gap. <laughs> So I wear all my suits with a t-shirt. This is how I roll. Has he got teeth? Can't they do dental? Oh, it's ah. before dental records. Well, we so another thing that will help you with the year, if you want to guess the year now, is that he wasn't wearing a hat. He didn't have a hat or a hat bin. And <laughs> he, um, and that was weird for this time. And also, oh, because okay. all his sort of like things had been removed. There so was it was a, a British th- wedding. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of... 30s, 40s, 50s, yes. right? That's she what we're looking smack at. Smack in the middle. Yes, it's uh, 1948. Is this... Cold War action. Yes. Okay. Oh. It all feels very, it makes me want to do a bad accent. Oh, so. is this like, <laughs> oh, right. So like he's a spy or something. Could be because the thing about this case is he has never been identified. Mm. So what? Never. Like, oh, so this is a proper cold case. Proper cold case. Just like the Cold War. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's cold a Cold War, war cold oh, case. Oh, yes, so good. <laughs> so um, he was lying back. I don't shop at Gap, all right? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> He died of shame. So um, <laughs> he was lying back with his head resting against the sea wall, with his legs extended and his feet crossed. It was believed he had died while sleeping. But an, at autopsy, it was concluded that the mystery man had been poisoned uh, with a fast-acting and fast-disappearing toxin, um, a fact which rendered the substance untraceable. Did you say where was this, this was? In, was this in, like, ZZ's? Or what was this in the <laughs> <Salisbury>? <laughs> Okay, so the place where this happened... Um, you just didn't in, tell us. No. Some, no okay. Somerton Man, you said. Somerton Man. So it's so in, in Somerton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was on Somerton Beach, okay. which is in a place where this happened on the 1st of December and it wasn't unusual for somebody to be, like, sitting Dead on, on the beach. Dead on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really dark area. This is peak death beach. Yeah, this is an ev- the first day of Advent. So there's always a dead man on the beach and then there's two Pied Piper, whatever the thing is. <laughs> so it wasn't unusual... In December awesome. to be on a beach. Right, okay. okay. So where would that oh, be? Oh, it's Australia. Sure it is. Yes. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Malaysia. Wh- when I think of the Cold War, I don't really think about no. Australia. Yeah. Me neither. I, I don't think it was probably kicking off everywhere, wasn't it? But I do know what you mean. Well, I suppose. I, I just don't think, I don't ever think of Australia as just being involved with much. <laughs> I just think they're just like permanently having a barbecue in the sunshine (laughs) going, ah, you deal with it, mate. We're having a lovely time over here. (laughs) Okay. I think that's spot on. Well, then maybe that's the best place to hide a body because the Australians would be like, oh, fuck it. We don't want it. Stick it on the barbie, mate. (laughs) We've been not wearing hats for decades. (laughs) 
so witnesses who came forward said that on the evening of the 30th of November, uh, they had seen an individual resembling the dead man lying on his back in the same spot and position where the corpse was later found. The couple who saw him was around 7pm, noted that they saw him extend his right arm to its fullest extent and then drop it limply. Another witness came forward in 1959, so 11 years after he was found. Oh, please. I know. I know. So he said that he saw something involving the corpse and one other person on the beach. What do you think it was and would we believe it? Like 11 years later. Listen, you know how everyone says that like your recall after, like I think the police go, your recall after like an hour is just bullshit. Right. Does yeah. That mean? <laughs> I mean, like they're like, oh, how many how many hours has it been? Six hours, and they're like, oh, okay, well, there's probably not much going on here. That's, that's actual fact. And if someone comes up eleven years later, you're like, dude, did you have a bad cheese dream? Because I mean, this doesn't make any sense at all. Yes, there was a man by a corpse and a hat, but there was no hat and the oh, yeah. Okay. And they do you. like you're right. They do those like those memory tests where like they distract you and they swap the person you're talking to. And like people can't always tell if there's similarities. Oh, that's like sounds like a night in the like pub. Like, <laughs> you're not my wife. What? <laughs> She's gonna be mad. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so this person uh, who 11 years later said that he saw a well-dressed man carrying another man on his shoulders along Somerton Beach <laughs> the night before the body. Just <laughs> fixed it's like piggyback. Like, I'm going to say that that's probably that probably didn't happen. Yeah, I call bullshit. Yeah, but like, what's that? What's that film that's really famous in the 80s and they're trying to pretend someone hasn't died, and it's like a funny weekend comedy. at Bernie's. Yeah, it's yeah. Like that. Oh god, oh. weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot more fun than this. <laughs> no, but like, it could have been a corpse that he was carrying already. Yeah, what that like... phone was missing was a little <laughs> Cold War narrative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah this is what someone said 11 years later but bear in mind this was a huge case at the time everyone got behind who is the Somerton man who is he and then yeah 11 years later you'd remember a fully grown man carrying another fully grown was man especially uh, like if I mean it must have been like you said it everyone was talking about it on the news and he's like oh I did see a guy carrying a guy <laughs> <laughs> no it's probably got nothing to do with it I'll wait 11 years <laughs> well, you know what? actually I think it might have something to do come on oh my God. is there another reason why he might only come out that much later and say this um, I don't even know who the guy was oh, okay. I paid it no mind because I was just like okay. who's this who's this okay. guy um, so yeah. according to the pathologist uh, the man was of British appearance what the fuck does that mean <laughs> so wearing a bowler hat he looked miserable yeah, <laughs> yeah. thin lips and, and a bit sarcastic is that, is that what British people are known for thin lips look at your face <laughs> I don't want to say, but bad teeth and thin lips it does come up a lot. It does come up a lot. Oh yeah, maybe it was the teeth. I just know because I teeth. was here for a while and I was like, eh. and then like my husband had some lips, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I can work. I can work with that. Some, some of you have lips. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Um, so the pathologist also said that he was thought to be aged about forty to forty-five. He was in top physical condition, five foot eleven. With- Stop bragging about it, man. <laughs> Check out these abs. <laughs> Was no. the Somerton man the pathologist? Because um, he had grey eyes, fair to ginger coloured hair. With What was he doing on a beach? Uh, <laughs> didn't even write that down. Ginger dude on a yeah. beach. He's got to be There's a fucking spy. There's something fishy going on. <laughs> so his hands and nails showed no signs of manual labour. Uh, his big and little toes, this is interesting, met in a wedge shape like those of a dancer or someone who wore boots with pointed toes or high heels. 
Wow. The Somerton Man is the worst drag name ever. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going for it. That's weird. I mean, if you had, like, say, for example, he was MI5, right? Say, for mm. example, or MI6, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Um, say, yeah. I don't know, MI6 is international, isn't it? Mm. But say he was MI6. I'm like, mm-hmm, like, well, yeah. I know so much the about American, this. I watch mm-hmm. spooks. <laughs> no, three series. I think I know. Just, just take it with me. Um, say he was MI6 and he was like a spy or whatever those people are. Yeah. And, he, and he was found dead. Mm. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like they'd come forward and go, "Oh yeah, he's one of ours." Yeah. They would just go, "Oh well, he's dead," and they're like, "Oh well, forget him." Let's I've... try and cover that up. Yeah. They might be as keen to cover it up as much as the people that poisoned yes. him. I think this is probably why um, he's never been found as well. If we believe he's a spy, because they did what they did is they took his fingerprints, they took his well, not his DNA, I guess, because it was in the old time days, but he took his mm. fingerprints, they took pictures of him, they did like a wax bust of his face just to see if he could be recognised. And the FBI didn't know who he was. The um, MI6 didn't know who he was. Oh, bullshit. I know, right? So mm. you're kind of like, oh, no, no, not one of us. But mm. it, I mean, he's a British appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, well, anyway, go on, carry on. <laughs> so they found some stuff in his pockets. He wasn't completely utterly there um, with nothing. Any thoughts on what they could have found in this 45-year-old ginger man's pockets? Keys. Ooh. It's going to be... My my only offering is it's going to be something that was planted there, isn't it? Because uh, if someone's taken out the labels, then it's going to be oh, something yeah. that they want off. you to yeah think or yeah, to throw you off the right. scent. It's a curated crime scene, right? So, okay, are we assuming that, that they took out <laughs> curated curation? All it takes to confuse me is that there are two options. <laughs> so hang on, so. If, so assuming that the suit was Russian, mm. is that what we think? And they took out the label so that it could be a British suit, and they're oh, saying he looks British to me to mask the nationality. Oh. So the would show. they put something in his pockets that to like, make him what? To make us think he looks? What's British? the most Just British swat. thing you could have in your pocket? Like a cup of tea or something? Yeah, <laughs> or like your feelings that you've squashed down. Lips. <laughs> 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 all my love in this pocket. And- <laughs> Childhood that's, feelings in that's that. That's all I got. Um, what's, I mean, like, I don't know what he's got, like a half a dozen tea bags. What's he got in there? I mean, like, it's some all, all, rich it, tea it biscuits. Could be a note saying, he's been stealing peachy tips. Oh, you'll be next. Something. Guys, I'm going to blow your minds now. Okay. There was a note, Ooh. but the note was not found until a year later because it had been sewn into a little tiny mm. fob in his trousers. And they didn't find it. So they didn't. They didn't find that it immediately. That sounds like somebody didn't know it was there. I mean, that was meant to, or that somebody managed to sneak something in and like. There's but why lots would of... you have it sewn into your trousers? So I mean, that it wasn't immediately found. Someone's trying to get a message to somebody else without somebody in the middle finding it first. Kind of feels like that. Also, by the way, I've just skipped forward because it is exciting. It depends what it is. I mean, if it's the recipe for like, you know, blancmange, maybe not so much. But what, is, what was yeah. it? Well, um, also in his pockets, I did skip forward, there was some juicy fruit chewing gum. Really? So we know... What's juicy fruit gum? That's, so that's American, that right? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? American that is the most gum. incredible thing about this case. <laughs> the thing I thought I knew about juicy fruit. <laughs> I don't. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, so there was a scrap of paper and it said two words on it. Any guesses? Fuck you. <laughs> Case straight in. Uh, oh, God. I'm oh, British. Oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> it said... Um, Your mum. <laughs> like, it was like the name of a hotel or it said like room 246 or something. Oh, yes. Oh, please let it say something oh, like yes, that. Oh, yes, a clue to yeah. go to like the location. name of a hotel yeah. or a location, room number or something. Like yeah. a, an Easter egg Coordinates. hunt, it's not called that. No, Wait, sorry. you said code. Was there? Oh, this isn't the code. This isn't the code. Oh, okay. But this is a bit of a shame, really. I mean, it was a bit of a this dumb is a question. Bit of a shame. <laughs> um, just because it's um, it's a Persian phrase that was in there, so you aren't going to get it. Oh, but um, it was the word tamam should, and tamam should means finished or ended. Oh. Does that mean okay? So like he had that sewn into his trousers, he didn't know, and then when they found it, it was like, yeah, he's Ooh. dead. But surely we'd know he's dead. We don't need to. <laughs> Sophisticated multilingual killer. Was the note handwritten or printed? The Do note we... had been ripped out of a book. Now, do you think they ever found the book it was oh. ripped out of? Uh, I hope so. No. Well, oh, they like, did! They so, did! So there's a book with a page missing? Yeah, with a little Ooh. scrap of paper missing. Ooh. And, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an Iranian book? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. this has got something to do with Iran, Australian. Oh, yeah. Britain and America were meddling in Iran, was weren't it? they? They did a coup or something, but that was the fifties. What but about that's... Suez? Did that do something? You know, with the whole issue with the Suez Canal in, in Egypt, was that somehow related to this? Yes, it could be. Do you know what? They've I'm never solved nodding. it, and I feel mm-hmm. like we may get be, get, be getting close. Okay, <laughs> a, a country that's vaguely in the area and gone—it's <laughs> definitely to do with the Suez Canal. <laughs> It was uh, the final page of a copy of the Rubiat, which is authored by 12th century poet Omar Khayyam. Uh, so a publicity helped find the rare book that the uh, page was torn from. They put it in newspapers all, all around right. the world and it was found. Katie, um, you should do something like this for your books. <laughs> yeah. Great publicity stunt. <laughs> yeah. Bits of your book just found in a dead men around London. Read up, kids. Find that cab driver. We'll start with him. <laughs> A man found it in the back seat of his car near Somerton Beach the night before the body was found. The what? Book? The Whoa. book? I know. Whoa. The book. Well, someone had put it in his car. Yeah. It's nothing to do with him, and he found it in the back of his car. So, no, so, so, sorry, I've, I've missed. This guy is not a cab driver, it's just, just his car. 
It's just his car. It's just his car. So they plant this book mm. for someone to find. So oh. they want it to be seen. Yeah. Must have been. Actually, so that's weird. Yeah. Isn't it weird? That trouble. And also, if you really want someone to find a book, then just fucking pop it through the letterbox of someone. <laughs> Here you go. There you go, police. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, let's stick it in his car. Let's backseat. He yeah. knows that it's yeah. the book. I mean, like, some random guy. This is like a definitely some kind of game is being played. There's like a rogue spy. Who, There's so yeah, many he, weird. Who can't like do anything himself, but who he can has try the and. Time <laughs> you know, like, do you ever like? I mean, I'm busy, busy, busy. I mean. Obviously, this is someone who doesn't have kids because what, who's, who's doing the drop-off? Who's doing the pickup? Who's who's cooking dinner? Or uh, you know, what if it's someone that does have kids and it wasn't meant to end up in this car, but it was somebody had to run back for drop-off? She can deal with it. Um, so, and did you sew it? Did you sew it into the pocket? Yeah. Well, what kind of stitch did you use? <laughs> So, um, in the book was a strange code. This is the code that okay. uh, I'm talking oh, about. Okay. The code has remained unbroken to this day. Oh, I could, oh, I could break it. Read it out. Code. Yeah, read it out. I'll break it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is when I admit I well, didn't write that bit down. Translate. Is the code like a load of numbers, or is it actual? It's, it's... loads of letters. Uh huh. Frosted flakes code decoder wheel. I can do this. <laughs> I have the wheel memorized. <laughs> I, I I believe. I actually totally believe that you could do it. Well, yeah, as long I, as we I believe, do, do you have the code? I don't have the code on me, um, but we will tweet it later. Google it. Don't worry. We'll find it. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of weird letters. Uh-huh. So we're, just, so we're assuming it's a code. I mean, it totally looks like a code, okay. and some of it's been crossed out, some of it's... But then people that are actual code breakers have been saying, like, well, that's not sophisticated enough to be a code. It's just a bunch of letters. Uh-huh. Um, so nobody... Just, this but, is just a really bored teenager, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, mm. reading his Persian novels. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you show off a little bit at that age. <laughs> I or- pretended I was reading Anna Karenina for like five years. I never read it. Yeah, me too. I'm still doing that. <laughs> um, so also, here's the kicker. In the book was also a woman's telephone number. <gasps> what? Okay, so when they phoned it, yep. what happened? <laughs> it belonged to a nurse called Jessica Ellen Thompson, Ooh. who lived about 400 metres north of where the body was found. Oh, that's Wait, not How far. soon after I know this meters. did they phone her? <laughs> Sorry, Kate. How soon after this did they find did they find this book quite quickly? No, because no. they only found the note. Yeah, so it was a year after. So they found the note a year after. Mm-hmm. But this book's been sitting work. on someone's car. <laughs> well, he found it and then he saw the publicity. This guy and he was like, "Oh, it's probably that so, book." But didn't he think it was weird? I mean, like you, you. Often I find shit in the back of the car. I'm like, God, I don't know where the kids picked that up. Oh, it's a, it's a Persian book. Of yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, the wife's been down the library again. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I mean, and he didn't think that was weird? Yeah. I know. He's like, oh, my book now. Oh, it's always happens in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, this woman, when she was interviewed Ooh. by police, do you think she claimed to know the Somerton man? No. No. <laughs> no you don't want to have an association with that. <laughs> no one wants to admit they banged a dead man. <laughs> Uh, sort of depends when he died, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, he's dead. Did you bang him? Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Did you bang him to death, madam? <laughs> <laughs> and then carry him on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Can 
we check? Yeah, they, what they should have done is check her wardrobe for high heels in a size nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been here. <laughs> she said she did not know the dead man or why he would have her phone number um, and choose to visit her suburb on the night of his death. Um, in his book on the case, Jerry Feltus stated that when he interviewed Thompson in 2002, he found that she was either being evasive or she just did not wait, wait, want wait. to talk about it. She's still alive in 2002 and yeah. somebody re-interviews her. Yeah, for, for a, a book on the case. She died in 2007. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? Ooh. So How she was still she around. Knew? There's no way. I don't believe it. She knew the guy or she knew something about what yeah. happened. And fair play to her because it sounds like if you did talk, you'd probably end up somewhere along the yeah. beach, yeah. you know, with something sewn into your skirt, you know. <laughs> Do you know Jen Briston knew and also her own daughter, Kate, knew because Kate stated that she believed her mother knew the dead man. And she also apparently... I read somewhere, but I read quite a lot of stuff about this. Somewhere she said that she thought her mum was a Russian spy. I also read somewhere that um, this woman... Yeah, but we all say that about our parents. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you! You're a Russian spy! (laughs) That's what Trump's son says to him. Shut up, Baron! Uh, so apparently when she was shown a plaster cast bust of the dead man by a detective and his abs because he was in, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in top physical shape <laughs> here's a plaster cast of this man's abs I've never seen uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh you two are good I've never been able to do that the, the R roll yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I nailed it then, yeah. by chance. But... more glasses of wine, you'll <laughs> <have that>. um, <laughs> Apparently, when she was shown this bust... Um... <laughs> oh, like Taylor. It's a cat, like, coughing up a hairball or something. It's a cat very oh. close to death. I promised my husband to never do that again, I'm sorry. <laughs> So um, apparently this detective described her reaction at seeing the bust of being completely taken aback to the point of giving the appearance that she was about to faint. But come on! And then they went, but she doesn't know it. (laughs) And we're going to take that on face value. So a woman sees... The face of a man that she clearly knows nearly faints, mm-hmm. and then but then when asked, she says, "Oh no, I don't know him." So they went, "Oh well, we're going to take it." She said, "No, so no's no." Apparently, in this case, no means no. I mean, it's the only time that's ever meant no. <laughs> um, so one pe- what one people, the one thing. <laughs> Come on, out. Hannah, you've got this. There's a word for that. <laughs> now, one thing. Um, okay, so. Come on. Now, one thing people (laughs) um, could link her to the Somerton man is her son, Robin. So no one knew who Robin's father was. She was not married. And he was about 16 months old at the time that the Somerton man... Did they do a DNA? And has he got ginger hair? Well, at the time, they couldn't do DNA because I don't think DNA was that sophisticated. Um, they're trying to exhume the body, like, even oh, right now. Oh, did they say mm. they could do it now? Like, he can't he, be preserved. He was preserved. He was, um, oh, he was preserved. Well, he was, what's that thing when you embalm someone? Oh, he was embalmed. He embalmed. was embalmed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Telly, you got my back. Pickled. They pickled him. But Robin has he now died. He is British. <laughs> the cute version. So his son's died. Robin isn't alive, but he's, you know, I guess, quite old maybe when he died but I do, all I know is that I don't think Robin's alive anymore and, okay well and he was 16 months in 1948 so he's oh, not, it wasn't that not old that old died, not yeah. that sad um, but so people jumped to the conclusion um, that he could have been Robin's dad now there is a, there are two reasons why they did this can you think of anything that might link them women are judged if they're not married and have kids yeah That's number one <laughs> um, that they speak like this <laughs> <laughs> maybe mummy oh. give me bottle <laughs> 
got to be. I I I agree with Casey. It's got to be ginger hair. Okay. Oh. Well, no, actually, it was a little bit more kind of weird than that. Um, so the Somerton man's ear, um, the upper <gasps> hollow, oh, is no, larger than the lower hollow. Um, <laughs> and apparently this is possessed by only 1% to 2% of the Caucasian population. Oh, wow. So, so this I, bit was bigger. This bit was bigger than oh, that than bit. This bi- yeah. Oh, my God, that's weird. It's weird. Wow. 1% to 2% of people have this. So Robin also had this. Oh, um, And Robin. also... Maybe uh, she just had a thing for guys. And that could the... still be a coincidence. Well, it could be. 2% though, that's quite Circumstantial. Except the Somerton man also had hypodontia, uh, which is a rare genetic disorder of the teeth. Guess who also had that? Oh, oh come on. Oh, Fine, they're Somerton related. man junior. <laughs> yeah, this is, okay. So people have tried to work out what the chances are that this was a coincidence. Can you guess on the chances? Oh, wow. Oh, one, in one, in two, one, in a, one in a million. One in four million three hundred. <gasps> one in seven point five million. Ooh, Taylor is closest. Woo, and what? it's somewhere. Always exaggerate. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> it's somewhere between um, one in ten million and one Ooh. in... In 20 million Whoa. okay i mean that's quite a big gap isn't it one between yeah. 10 and one in 20 <laughs> yeah it's like a certainly the difference of 100 percent. okay fine i did think that when okay. i read it i was yeah. like so that is definitely that dude's kid oh my god come on it's two i mean there's coincidence and then there's look they yeah. are related they're definitely yeah okay. i mean almost 100 percent um so the other thing that happened the sort of last thing bearing up with you know they've never They've never solved this case. So why are they trying to throw her under the bus? Uh, none of this makes sense to me. I'm just going to throw that up. And I'm already embarrassed about my lack of knowledge about the Cold War, which I have displayed. But I'm just totally confused as to the motives of like, we want you to know a little bit, but not too much, but also call this woman. And well, it's, it's obviously a huge cover-up, isn't it? With lots of different departments acting against yes. each other. Yeah, someone's using her. Someone's trying to throw her yeah. under the bus. But um, it's, yeah, it's convenient for her to be half under a bus, but not completely completely under it because Why they don't want the, the bus to completely expose I the rest of the bus. Analogy. <laughs> yes. Is it a double decker bus? Who's on yeah. the bus? Yeah. Who's driving the bus? It's a double decker Katie? bus and it's just so How many does layers. It benefit? Why is it good to link him to this woman? Just to find out who he was. And also she To prove he's not Russian, like Well not even to prove he's not just Russian. Know, just to find well, out who yeah. he is. If you know who right. he is then you know who might want to kill him. Okay. If he was killed at all. This is what this is so the weird. main thing holding me back from MI six. <laughs> main thing because they ask me every day yeah. isn't that the first every thing day. you're not supposed to like, say <laughs> oh Taylor you gotta brush up on the cold war if you wanna join us <laughs> do you think they're like is there a thing about MI6 where they they, they try to I'm not in mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is yep. what they did with me. This is what they did with me. <laughs> this is how it starts. Where they target men and women, perhaps, that don't have family or don't oh, have ties or don't yeah. have connections. Or yeah. maybe they're tired of being a parent and maybe... <laughs> there's other... Yeah. Maybe there's constant, like, you know... Look, I'm going to hand you a code. Gates. I'm going to hand you it's a just, code yeah. and it's up to you to walk through that door. Oh, but... dude. Just give it to me now. I'm there. <laughs> And, and and so like maybe he was targeted because he doesn't have any family because it's uh, weird that nobody, nobody yeah you're right nobody knows who this guy is come on what well, there's no extended family what nobody but then if, right. if if he's like one of those undercover operatives they're like well if he ever gets found it doesn't really matter because nobody will ever be able to oh, yeah. identify him because all of his family is dead new theory new theory okay, okay so he is a spy He's having an unknown affair with this lady. He's formed a romantic attachment and had a kid. So when he gets killed, someone's like, she's never going to know what happened to him. So they write her phone number in the book, hoping that she'll oh. then be contacted when they find the body. So at least she has closure. Oh, do you think? 
Sleeper cells? Maybe they're sleeper cells. What's that Amazon Prime show? Yeah. Pays it, oh, Patriot, the, or the Americans. The Americans. They're, they're both. She is a Russian spy. She's a sleeper cell living in Australia because if you're going to send a Russian spy anywhere, it's to a beach in Australia. And <laughs> no, no one else is no going, going on. Else suspects going on. And no one else suspects. And then she. And and because that guy's murdered, she's never the, they they go right. Well, you're you're a dead cell. We never need to use you. Oh, you've been mm-hmm. you've been found. You've been found out. You're so compromised. We'll just, you just you're compromised. So you just have to stay there. And by the way, the checks aren't coming anymore. Yes. Oh, I do like the words you're using. That's good. That's good. I agree. I like that. I like that. Do you like the idea? Katie's I'm changing idea. my story. <laughs> no, I just love the idea that somewhere like you know in Russia they're going like we've got to let the wife know. It's not fair. <laughs> She needs, needs closure. She needs closure. That's what the KGB are thinking all the time. Poor lady. Robert died. Must tell her he is okay. It won't be an official KGB line. It'll be someone gone rogue that's her friend that just wants to, them to know. Yeah. Do you know what my theory on it is? My theory is that if you are a guy that nobody knows and you've maybe alienated your entire family, your entire family dies, everyone's gone, and you kind of think, I'm going to fucking die, but I'm going to do some real crazy shit with it i'm gonna sew some shit into my trousers i'm gonna go near this babe i fucked and i'm gonna like you know i'm gonna go and i'm gonna do it like and make people because you know you google this guy his picture comes up i mean yes it is of his corpse but you know it's it's quite a good way to be remembered I just don't think that people think like that. That's such a complex way. But like people think about suicide, sure. But but if they're gonna generally, when people go, I'm gonna take him down. They're like, I'm gonna go into a flipping shopping mall with a flipping mm. gun and shoot everybody, yeah. or I'm gonna kill my wife and that'll show her, and then I'll kill my kids and then kill myself. Rather than I'm gonna set up a really complex, sew something into my trousers, <laughs> and then I'll leave a number, and then I'll put something in someone's car. I must remember to do that. <laughs> then, <laughs> to the beach. I'll just make sure my legs are crossed. Because that's how I want to die. Um, won't take my hat because, you know, I definitely want to get, like, you know, blistered face when they find the corpse because I'm ginger. Um, I just think he's... I just think that's... I, don't I mean, know. You're, you know, you're completely right. I just... I mean, bearing in mind... Oh, I've said it now, so I can't do this when I die. I can't leave this crazy trail of shit behind You can. Me. It just has to be a different trail, honey. Okay. You'll find your own crazy trail. <laughs> Um, so just to round this off, they also found a suitcase in um, Adelaide railway station. Hello, with and- the hat. <laughs> Damn it! So it is. Um, it had been checked in on the thirtieth of November, the day before, and they think ah. it belonged to the Somerton man. Uh-huh. Um, and what was in the suitcase? In the suitcase uh, were a red che- was a red checked dressing gown, a size seven red felt pair of slippers, four pairs of underpants. <laughs> so if that was my boyfriend, he was going away for two to three size months. Seven? How small are his feet? I know, right? Because he's five eleven. He and I'm 5'11", and I have like size, size 8 to 9. But yeah, size in which country? Well, if oh, he's been doing um, ballet dancing, yeah. maybe it shrunk his feet. Yes, and actually Robin went on to become a very um, established <gasps> ballet dancer. Oh my goodness. This guy the, the used son. to be in the Russian ballet. Of course he did. He was then uh, recruited by the KGB yes. to then go out and become a spy when his ballet career ended. He didn't have any family. He was sent out to Australia to spy on the Iranians. Really? <laughs> no, no, uh, go, go, go. This is and, the nearest we've got to and, breaking the yeah, case. And, and he started up a, an affair with another Russian cell who happened to be there. She's in the same town. Uh, and then he somehow murdered by either the KGB. Okay. He's gone like, you're doing something terrible and we've got to get rid of you because you're now um, 
Yeah. Uh, what is it called when you're compromised? Yeah, you're compromised. Or uh, I don't know. Maybe the Iranians killed him, or maybe maybe the Brits killed him. Maybe it was MI6, and they were like, well, we don't know anything about it. But we did leave some trifle in his pocket. So if you think it's British, <laughs> that might be right. well, fucking hell. I on like that it. note, I think we've we've so, probably solved it. Yeah, we've we've it. it. I, we haven't made it worse. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, we've got a listener crime. Mm -hmm. Now, this listener crime is, uh, it's very short. It came from one of our live shows. Someone wrote this in and they said, Dear Drunk Women, um, I was carjacked in South Africa. When I rented a new car, the only one available was a stretch white limo that I drove for three months. Oh, oh my, god. my god! It's more of a brag than a crime, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's amazing! Very difficult to park, and also very <laughs> difficult to turn a corner. I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen a stretch limo try to take a corner. It's pretty tricky. It's I mean, it sounds great, but listen, trying to maneuver that fucker is pretty. Also, <laughs> he had to drive it for three months. They might have had another car the next day. He could have kept going back checking and changed it to a proper car. Loved he it. Though, wanted didn't he? to drive it for three months. Anyway, you've I mean, just to. been carjacked. Do you want to draw any more attention? To <laughs> yeah, I know. I've just been carjacked. Better keep it low, low profile. Get the stretch limo out now. <laughs> I don't want to look too flashy. Yeah, put the put Kanye on. Let's uh, let's go. Yeah, we'll be fine. Let's get carjacked. <laughs> You're completely right about because I remember in uh, high school we went. Of course we did. We went to the the prom, didn't we? I've in a stretch limo. I've never been in a limo. Uh, have you not? No. Right. It's, on, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> Your bucket list is so pathetic. It's oh, my wow. favourite thing. Katie Wilkins' bucket list. We'll do a whole show on it at some point. <laughs> Uh, Casey, please don't put that on your bucket list. I can now take it take it off your bucket list and put something better on there. I've got I want to see the pyramids too. It's an eclectic list. <laughs> Do you mean the ones in Portsmouth? <laughs> please don't combine those. Yeah. Love you to take so... a stretch limo to the pyramids. Yes! That's the only way this can work. Okay? That's the only yeah. way this can work. <laughs> Wilkins is here. It's over. Somebody take take down the pyramids. <laughs> she, she never had a proper hen party. <laughs> wow. So I'm, you took a stretch limit of the prom. You had a Ventnor prom, huh? Oh well, it wasn't Ventnor a Ventnor prom. prom. It oh. was like a, a sort of like um, it was a, it was a prom for everyone. It was called the Bayes Ball. Island. Everyone well, all on of the, the island? high schools. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not just like the creepy old men. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Isle of Wight is just... Was it fun in the limo? Well, but it's just loads of windy roads. Uh, so yeah, you just get stuck. It's like, it's countryside. It's a limo on the Isle of Wight. I mean, that takes up the width of the Isle of Wight, <laughs> isn't it? Sure, I this. can see the east of the Isle of Wight. Look behind you. Yep, I can see. Yep. Coast to coast. You get it on the ferry, you just drive on and drive straight yeah. off again. literally got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> yeah, all in the same limo. Oh, I need a wee. There is this, there's this pink limo as well on the island that's just oh, always... No. Yeah. But it's always <laughs> parked up, just rusting. And I, every time I go past it, I just oh. salute to hen nights past. And, you know, it's kind of so sad to watch a pink limousine slowly and rust. you know, you see all the drinking stuff and you think, oh, they're drinking champagne. They're not. They're drinking this weird kind of Lambrini-esque sort of sweet muck. Uh, it's grim. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're all having a terrible time. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what we're saying to this person. I think that the owner of the Stretch Limo Rental Company probably jacks cars. (gasps) (laughs) I feel like fewer people, surely fewer people are hiring Stretch Limos in general 
Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, that was like the mark of like whoever's in there is famous and rich. And now yeah. you're just like, what a dick. <laughs> when one goes by. So you'd have to resort to a little bit of crime to get people to, well, the only rental place is oh, uh, yeah. over there. Jerry has I, some nice limos. I think you're onto something. Yeah. What about yeah. those stretch hummers? Have you been in one of those? <gasps> no. Oh, have you? No, but I see them and I think, now they're even harder to take a corner because they're very wide. <laughs> <laughs> Those make even less sense. They make no sense. Like we're gonna go off roading in this like <laughs> thirty meter car. car. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Come I don't on. know meters. I retract what I said. Don't <laughs> worry, we won't be using meters in a couple of months either. <laughs> we'll just be eating potatoes and oh. pounds and ounces and, and rummaging out the same bin. So Well on that note, guys. And cheers! Jen, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. I feel like I've learned a lot. (laughs) I feel like you've taught us a lot, actually. Yeah, you Um, cracked it. So, Jen, tell us what you're up to. What you've got a fucking book coming out. Tell us everything. I've got a book coming out. (laughs) I've got. I I feel like I feel quite humble in front of Katie. Who's had several books out. I have a book, um, and it's called The Other Mother, and it's coming out on the fourth of September. Yes, amazing. And uh, it's it's sort of a it's a it's a it's a funny irreverent book about it is obviously about parenting but i think it's pretty accessible and it's just about my experience because when my girlfriend was pregnant and i was like oh i wonder if there's any books for me like no no books for me so it's um, uh, but it's for it's for anyone that's like i don't know it's for anyone that's interested in in uh thinking about having kids you said Uh, and uh or just like it's just it's just a silly funny book and i've i really enjoyed writing it Awesome. Yeah, so that's coming out on the 4th. That's and, fantastic. Yeah. And also then there's the Edinburgh Festival. Yes, go on, yeah. tell us all of your So dates. I'm also doing a new show at the Edinburgh Festival called Underprivilege at the Monkey Barrel, 7.45, every day of the Fringe, apart from the 12th. Please do come. Tickets are seven quid or pay what you want. Oh, nice. nice. Well, on that, that note, amazing. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yay! Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.